discipline, 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 discipline. We get high. And we do stuff. Get your joints, get your bongs, get your dab rigs, get your thongs, get your blunts, get your backs, get your weed, get your packs, get your pack of weed on its back, open it up, bust it down and have a dab, like a dance move, like a dad, trying to copy what you've seen off the gram, got a gram, bust it up. <laughs> Smoke that shit, don't give a fuck. Are you late for something? Like a lunch? <laughs> Are you running something? Like a bus? I don't know, I just had to I had to give you a little easy vibe. Hi Ren. I, that was really nice. Thanks. I yeah, I really enjoyed that easy vibe uh smoke in r- rhyme poem. <laughs> an, an intro smoke invitation. What's up y'all? I'm eleven. Hi everyone, I'm Winnie. Welcome to Discipline Stoners. We are so glad that you're here. What a momentous day. It's oh, been a day. It's been a, it's been a productive day for us both. Both yeah. of us up early. I was up late doing my audiobook. Everyone, oh. guess what? We got some divine feminine energy leading now more. What's going on, Win? <laughs> Well, I wasn't going to jump right to that. I was going to tell everyone we just got an espresso machine. Oh, that's <laughs> exciting too. Guys, we got a cappuccino maker. We got an espresso machine. Okay, so we're so excited. A Not proper one. Yeah, we're so excited because we've been drinking out of a French press for a few years now. Which, by choice at first, like total preference. Yeah, I very much enjoyed our French press while we used it and still will enjoy a French press every now and again. But we've just been like talking about espresso and like... And I got like a little nutty with the creamer, the delight, the French vanilla. Yeah, we have this creamer that we're pretty sure isn't that good for us. It's like when you look at an ingredient list and you're like, I don't know anything i don't know any of these words but it looks like milk and it tastes like delicious (laughs) (laughs) and the words of what they are is like seven syllables diatribalocleptamine yeah and it's like i don't know if i need any diatribalocleptamine in my morning brew and when you see a word like that, do you... Immediately start rhyming it, and there's different components and compound syllables, and then you think about what context you could use that ingredient form in. Yes. I was I was going to ask, do you... Um, that's interesting. <laughs> do you do you sound it out, like, in, in your head? Because I don't even... I'll look at all of the letters and be like, I'm not even going to attempt to try and sound that out in my head. Like, that's just a waste of time. Me sounding it out in my head isn't going to get me any closer to knowing what this is. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, no, I have to. I have to, like, know what it rhymes with. Yeah, fair enough. I thought that would be the answer. Because someone would put me on the spot like a dick. You know, when someone does that to, like, when I'm freestyling, they're like, say this big difficult word. It's like, you know you're not contributing 
to what's going on, right? You're actually kind of subtracting, although this is fun for you. And what's fun is like, it's super easy for me to do that, to rhyme with something outrageous. The more outrageous, the more specific, and the more specific, the more exact you can be. Yeah. And if you're a trained word ninja, then you're good. That's easier to do. You know what else I heard today? What? Okay, so started off, boom, cappuccino machine, leveling up our life. Hello, thank you. You're Number welcome. two, learned that I guess Spadina used to be called Spadina, like we always thought. Really? Yeah. In Toronto, there's a street, one of the streets that I first started busking on called Spadina. But as we moved here from the West Coast, that has more of a Latin influence on the way that we pronounce our words out West. We are like, Spadina. That's for sure Spadina. And yeah, 100% we didn't think it was Spadina. And then people are like, no, it's Spadina. And it's bluer. It's bluer. Bluer, yeah. Bluer. And I'm like, no, this is Spadina and Blor. <laughs> for sure. Blower. Blor. Spelt like floor. Blor. But it's oh. like bluer. So that's some Toronto shit for you right there. I love that Toronto doesn't feel new to me anymore. That ain't nothing new, new to me. me. So good. But it doesn't feel, if it doesn't feel new to me. When I started work at the yoga studio, Which I... Which one? When he said a journey, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. When I first got to Toronto, uh, I worked, worked at, at three f- three different yoga studios. Or four. four. You were trying four. The beaches was the four. fourth that you just, yeah. like, you got one or two classes at. Yeah. But they were quite full already. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was trying for St. George location, for Damien's location. Anyways, um, uh, what was I talking about? When you about? first moved here, you were working at oh, three yeah. other studios. Anyways, I, the, my first gig at, uh, my studio, which has now become my home studio, Be Hot Yoga Toronto, um, I was very, very late. And I was so confused. She's never late. She's never, ever late. And I also have never taken the subway before moving to Toronto. I had never taken the subway. I think I had taken it a few times in Los Angeles, but not a, like a lot. We just had friends and then I got a car. So yeah. I got really like blessed when I lived in Los Angeles. You don't want to be taking too much public transit in Los Angeles. Oh, dude, I'll it's take public transit in Los Angeles all day, every day It's not now. too bad. It's gotten so good. It's actually good. gotten so much better. That's an outdated. Yeah. That's an outdated joke of me. Yeah, but I mean, it's sweet to have a car in LA. But actually, the transit is so good. I remember I got to Santa Monica from um, Hollywood and Highland. Well, that's the move. No, from downtown. Well, I went from Hollywood and Highland to downtown LA to Santa Monica. Took me like probably like an hour and a half to be totally like for sure like clearing. I think it took me a bit that long, but it was two seventy five to get to Santa Monica from Hollywood. Yeah, I got on from downtown which is most east, like easternly, it goes like Pasadena and like downtown LA and then Hollywood and then you go way out west to Santa Monica and that's like the the water side. It's like a little trip through LA there. And then after Hollywood be just Beverly Hills before Santa Monica, but there's a big long stretch and that big long stretch yeah. is so annoying to drive. It like can it's, be, it's, yeah. it's it's great. I mean I'm I sound like fucking first world problems here, like annoying yeah you're in a car probably smoking weed probably snacking like come on probably having great conversation but i'm saying evan hates being stuck in traffic i can't i'll just get out and walk because it will be more fun for me like more fulfilling. it's actually been like a thing we've never really really 
thought about it too much, but like when we're on the highway and we're stationed, he will get off and like take us in such a much longer route. But it's a more exciting route because I don't want to see the back of trucks. I don't ever <laughs> want to feel like I'm in in this limbo with people where everyone has a bad attitude in it. I just would rather get <laughs> off and see this little town and drive through these small back streets in this little town. Back streets back all right. But yeah, I drive from like outside suburbs small towns all the way i'll find the back highway yeah if there's a big jam because i can't i just gotta move i'd rather move or just get off right now it's obviously something resisting it's like don't even go that way right now like i look at it as the universe communicating to me so i'm like maybe there's a great diner maybe you can change someone's life at this diner maybe someone can change your life at this diner who knows like get off so it's like I always, if I'm met with resistance, I'm like, peace. Like, I'm going to keep moving. Right. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do to keep that. moving. But you, I guess I think... Where, it's impatient where and I, it's not wise. Yeah, like, where, where I think I'm like, oh, like, the resistance that you're meeting is only in your head. Yeah. I mean, that's every time. and But, you know, that's to say that the actual highway is just, like, in your head. So whatever plans you had on the other side of a cruise sailing... You can just kiss goodbye and just go with the flizzo. <laughs> okay, so back to when I first uh, moved and I was working at all of these studios. The one that became my home studio, I was so late, and my like bought the owner of the studio, my boss at the time, um, and still like of of the studio, it's still kicking. Still our friend Paul. Um was like I didn't know him at the time it's so funny to say this now knowing him so well because he's and one of my best friends and him knowing you and him knowing and you him knowing me like him knowing that you would you were never late but he like yeah I hated being late you guys I would cry if I was late for my my waitressing shift at Boston Pizza like five like, minutes late like bizarre I would hate it I, because I in, came into her life and fucked it if up if anyone has gone to acting school specifically though AMDA friends there's this thing that it's there's this like saying in the acting world if you're not 15 minutes early you're late yes that's that's a good thing to. that's what you say on auditions yeah when you're trying exactly. to get like auditions but like and I know your attitude shouldn't change. And I later found being early as a fucking baller ass boss luxury. Yeah, because totally. Because you can scout the place first. You can catch a vibe. You can introduce yourself. Before I went full time entertainment or entrepreneurial endeavors, uh, I would work these sweet shifts uh, with this like promotions company out of Montreal. Uh, so they didn't have an office here. So we would just meet at these events, at these like, you know, big uh, centers or, or big events. And I ended up finding out how to get there early somehow, even though I was always fucking late. <laughs> but I started getting early and I'd go around and introduce myself to the other vendors. And it started to give me ownership of just like what I was doing there. I stopped feeling like an employee that was being dragged along by a brand to like do this thing and stand in place. And I took a little more onus for myself to shine my shoes and show up early and be like dope. And then people would make assumptions like I was the field manager. And then before you know it, I was promoted to the field manager. Yeah. And then I was recruiting and hiring my friends and getting my friends so paid. So you like, decided to emotionally invest in it. 
hiding. That's what, and that's why I own now as an entrepreneur, I only choose my projects wholeheartedly. Like, do I like this person and want to see them succeed? Yeah. That's what I asked myself the question before is like, how much is their budget or whatever? Yeah. You know, so it's like, I, yeah, you have to, that life becomes way more fun when you're emotionally yeah. invested. Yeah, for sure. Dude, Evan's mom always says that she moved uh, across the street from his high school so he wouldn't be late and he was still late every morning. Well, because then I was like, oh, I don't have to get up till 8. It should have been like, yeah. you still be getting up at 7.30 and then you'll be early for school. Yeah. I was like, nah, fuck that. And then I started getting up at 8.15 and then even later and then the teachers caught on to I lived across the street and, they, and they, my English teacher would be like Mr. DeMarco would be like yo don't you live across the street and the class would laugh and I'd be like yes did you love it a little bit for sure <laughs> for sure like kind of cool kid kind of disrespecting school kind of doing what I wanted kind of if, if they wanted to send me home, I was literally right across the yeah. street. Like, it wasn't a big deal, you know? Like, the stakes were low for my journey at school at that time. That's nice. Barclay Street, Vancouver. Oh, shit. I think I lived in the same... Get this. I lived, I think, between our memories, I lived in the same building that Winnie's dad lived in when he was at Vancouver being a photographer for a while. And didn't you go to the same, same school that my grandma? high school that Winnie's grandma went to yeah that's in crazy, vancouver dude. she went to we both went to king george that. isn't that so grandma. neat yeah jane right jane so sweet hey mary jane jane oh. <laughs> holy shit whoa whoa i just got chills i just like got tears no one knows what we're talking oh about. Oh my god, this is a, this is a you. Poof! I don't really know if I'm ready to like fully dive into. Oh this. yeah, that's a personal one. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, we just had the, we just had a crazy, cool, personal, profound moment because it's so serendipitous that I would be brought into Winnie's life, and I'm like a BC boy, and they're from BC. Yeah. And Winnie grew up later in Alberta, and then. Yeah, identified with LA and all, all together it would all bring us back to before we knew each other uh, all these coincidences oh yeah we God. knew each other before we knew each other yeah, <laughs> yeah. but anyways getting yeah, back to cool. my like Fuck. original I don't know how even how long we've been talking so I show up at, at my first ever um, job in Toronto this this lovely man was willing and welcoming me into his yoga studio and willing to give me on a friend referral too on a friend referral who Shout I met at, in Alberta at another yoga studio so random my life I love it I Shout love out Josh life. and Jenna yeah um, and Bikram Yoga Red Deer um, which is not a place anymore but still shout out so I show up and I'm late and he looks at me and I'm like I'm so sorry like I was so turned around and so confused and he doesn't know that I've just I have just moved here within the week I think it was the first week of January so I really didn't know this city I was using Google Maps and you're like well anyone can use Google Maps and though I agree with you I was still very confused Toronto I will tell you Toronto takes your center point of reference every big city does when mm -hmm. you're in it when it's new just because like the way that the buildings sit and lay there's a whole like 
there's a whole magnetic force of the earth situation going on where we have to kind of get acclimated to a certain point so you can't hold that against yourself but Chirano specifically because it's a grid there's a big hill you learn just to follow the hill if you're going down you're going south if you're going up you're going yeah. north that's what you learned yeah. that. but east east and west are totally you can't tell the difference like at first whatsoever yeah and, and the buildings are so big here and we had just moved. Well, you were in LA not too long before, but you were just you were still in small town Alberta. Mm-hmm. You're at Red Deer, and before that, we were in Vancouver for a bit. So the buildings aren't as like size strikingly large as they are. in And LA is Toronto. so spread out that you don't really even get that until downtown Los Angeles. And then you don't have to navigate as much because it's downtown LA. It's not as big. Yeah, like it's just like a, a like a chunk of tall buildings and. But Toronto really can be overwhelming. Like, there's every direction you look, it's like 40 plus stories. Like, yeah, you can't especially see in like anything. the core. Yeah. yeah. So it's very understandable that you can make this thing, but carry on. So he just looks at me and he's like, hi, like a bit annoyed. Like, class is starting in like 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm a brand new teacher. So, you, like, as a brand new teacher, like, to anyone who's going to go into teaching, she should have been there after an hour this before. lockdown. It's like, yeah, 40 minutes to an hour before your first class at a studio. Like, you want to show that you're eager. Like, there's there's an infinite oh. amount of yoga teachers now. Like, you do have to do a, like stuff to stand Also, out. without that market pressure, what if you don't know, like, where the buttons are you know like don't take that shit for granted totally like, your familiarity with what your life has been or is like is special and unique yeah you know don't take it for granted and, and i was also like so anal at this point that i did leave like i gave myself what i thought would have been enough time and extra to get there on time and i just like miscalculated that because I didn't know the city that I was in like I didn't know that sometimes the subway stops for five ten minutes for you know no for reason no reason <laughs> that and you can tell uh, you know and you're like why am I underground that and was, my cell phone service doesn't work <laughs> like, that was actually like when that would stop I learned that like over half of the time it's because someone jumped on the tracks yeah that's crazy yeah. I mean you gotta be real easy on yourself too in that time period because like Whatever way you cut it, you were living in a shithole too. <laughs> so I mean, it was just a, it was it's, shocking. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. It's slightly tougher to live your life when you wake <laughs> up in somewhere where you're just not that. Oof, that was a time in, in, in our lives. Enthused by your circumstances. Yeah. But regardless, it was exciting and I wanted to, it was exciting for me. Like how amazing that I could get an opportunity like that, like within a week of being in a new city. Like, so I was taking it very seriously and he just looks at me and he goes, yeah, so we don't do late here. Yeah. (laughs) And I I was crushed after that because I was so embarrassed. Guys, in terms of Winnie's work life, that's like someone saying to Eleven, um, yeah, we rhyme here. Yeah. So if you want to be here, you're going to have to rhyme. I'm like, that's my thing. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. But fuck me because yeah. I went against it. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, that's funny as shit. And then. But what a kind of elegant but yet strong way to say that. Yeah, I was never late again, man. <laughs> but but you wouldn't have been anyway. No, I know, I know. You wouldn't have been anyway. And, and you know, it wasn't, he didn't scold me um 
like in a way that would like fuck me up from this class that I was about to teach, right? That's Paul so, is wise like that. He yeah. won't he won't like traumatize your energy. He's yeah. like sensitive in that way. So that's smart. Yeah, no, he's super smart. All this to say, I came here eight years ago. Uh, fuck. Fuck this year, I guess. Yeah. Wow. January. Wow. Eight years. Eight, it's different. Eight years was me last year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a year ahead of winning in Toronto. Toronto's a magical fucking city. It is. And it feels so good to know where I am almost all of the time. <laughs> That's like where I was trying to get the only during time, this whole thing. Like, I'm really happy that I know this city now. The only time you don't know where you are now, uh, self-admittedly, and I've, I've walked this city front to back, back to front, up and down. Literally, he's walked it. Like, like not like I'm not saying, hey, one time on like a Saturday we walked from one end to the other. Like, no, was so broke and so <laughs> uh, needing exercise, semi- uh, so long distance, no like, sex. We're, we're talking. Like, talking like walking for... Like, eight to 12 hours like all day yeah. like all day like leave regent park where i was living and walk uh i i don't even know the kilometer slash miles but if anyone does know toronto but even before that when you would like get the bus from oshawa to like lands lansdowne or something yeah and then like walk all the way yeah fucking east from there yeah like I'm, you've walked this city yeah i i have entirely covered every every inch of it like yeah it's insane and then when we got our car so i've seen enough of it and now i've biked so much of it it's giant it's a giant it's a city. big well that's what it feels like what they say quote unquote like an american city because it just has that depth and that size and that history and it's, it's like not common for canadian cities to like have like such a concentrated that yeah uh history but um shout out toronto shout out toronto i feel like that's kind of what this episode is forming into it's kind of talking about toronto which is great fuck i got some toronto stories homie (laughs) seriously Um, i was gonna say the only time you get lost now is like in the little little italy place or like palmerston yeah when you're biking or walking you're like these streets are all the same yeah and they never end and it's like sometimes they're not marked on like all of the corners (laughs) yeah oh yeah that's a thing toronto does that on some actual major streets it's like someone you're on the phone with someone they're like where are you and you're trying to look up and you're just like i don't fucking know but i feel like i should be able to look up and get that information there's a few cross streets on broadview where it's like you know it's broadview but it never says it's broadview and broadview is an extension of bluer past the dvp which is just like the and also dvp and the gardener are inner city freeways yeah which is also a specifically large american city thing because it's like necessary yeah and get through that bitch vancouver you're fucked if you are stuck in traffic it's a little island with little one lane streets there's no room downtown Vancouver. That whole city just needs to sink. We we were living there. No, it doesn't. We were living there. I hope everyone gets out okay. Well, 
And I remember being like, oh, this is a long walk from the West End down to like Zachary's. Oh, dude. Like I remember thinking that was a long walk and then we walked the entire downtown core in like an hour last time we were there. In our first year of living here, that's where our endurance was. I was also ripped as fuck. I know. From all that walking. We should share that photo on Discipline Stoners. Yeah, Winnie came and saw me on... Uh, the September before I moved here in December, end of December. So September 2012. Yeah. And I had been hitting open mics and playing house parties and walking the streets and freestyling at people with my buddy Tyson at the time. He played guitar and sang. And uh, this was before I linked up with any Toronto producers or musicians in a heavy way this was like literally me just diving in here can i interrupt you for a second what go that is the only time that you would have lived on your own without me in your adult life like you never did that before no i know it was so necessary So that's like a crazy thing for you because i think that's something that you feel might have been like oh fuck i like am with this woman all the time like looking back on it i know that must have been like a cool experience for you well what it did is it gives me my own sense of self-discipline and that feels really good and you start to make your choices and stuff and uh and you start really to just like trim the fat on what you thought was like important, like yeah. on just like how things look. And it's just like, nah, man. I'm really glad that you had that. I agree. Thank you so much for saying that. You're yeah. a dope partner for saying that. I agree. It was it was really necessary, I think. And just to be there with also a essentially like companion as well like Tyson was my compadre on that journey yeah you and two other dudes just crashing it for like eight months yeah and like I learned a lot and Toronto in the summer man is Mm, the best fucking place in the world that was a hot fucking summer too everyone was just dripping with sweat sexy it is like dude we don't you don't need to eat you don't need to fucking eat. I was eating red kidney beans every day. <laughs> until until I got this little little job that would cover rent and like the main thing. And this is before I was smoking weed, y'all. This was before I was regularly buying weed for myself. This was before I took ownership on weed. Tyson got this little bubbler that we named Michael Buble. <laughs> And we would hit him on uh, on the roof. On the roof, we'd crawl outside his bedroom window and sit on the roof there, and wave to neighbors. And we were writing songs, and we'd get the the amp out, and and he'd play them. And I'd grab a mic and start freestyling at people walking down the street. And then I made a buddy uh, rapper buddy chronicles, and then yeah. I would just walk around Regent Park in the hood and freestyle with him, like all like until four a.m. You know. And I could just go in whenever, cause it—that's what it was. It was—it was bachelor life. It was, and it's. There's a certain charm to that. There's a there's a certain, I don't give a fuck, like power that comes from like true freedom, like that way. Yeah. Like yeah, you do keep me on more p's and q's, like, and I am a better person for it. I I think overall, you know, but like yeah, you're right. I really did have. Um, have some really healthy moments and a lot of you got you got you know the college dorm room i did i got the college experience and i was i was uh i was like 21 22 yeah Yeah, you know (laughs) i was just 
I guess that's like young adult, but like some 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 are still in a, like those situations, at least roommate living situation circumstances then, and and I. I remember just like finding solace and like working out, and and music and pushing myself and. It was almost sometimes like to see how long I could go not eating just for fun. Like I was pushing my body. Like one of my my only expense was rent, food, and gym. I paid a gym membership and I would like go do that. And I would walk down uh, Dundas from Regent Park across Sherburn, you know, and we didn't even know that was like an uncommon that's like that's the rough uh crackhead area in downtown toronto for y'all that don't know and uh it was like what it was grimy but it was like whatever like i'm walking down the fucking you know regent park is fucking it's beautiful now it's not like what it was regent park is a place in toronto where it's kind of like um one of the original like projects like downtown hoods and uh just a lot of subsidized income housing and stuff like that and uh yeah it's a ghetto it's a ghetto downtown it was and now it uh fucking is gorgeous there's a big aquatic center and i mean it's totally i guess took the integrated living route like there's brand new sobeys and but i watched that gentrification happen we got there right when the signs went from things that we couldn't read (laughs) to to the english signs but you know, there's definitely a certain, certain beauty to those old, those those. You can see the immigrant dream in those stores, which I love. Little bodegas supporting little shops. Like I don't even know what language y'all speaking, but like I'm here to check out the way y'all do chicken. <laughs> like I love just like checking that out, and uh, a lot of those places are definitely gone now. Like, not just because of gentrification, but we're talking post-COVID. Like, you know, that's the equivalent of business overhead paycheck to paycheck. Like, yeah. you know, so it's like, it's it's not sustainable. But it definitely had had a time. Definitely had a time. Yeah. Yeah, you go north a little bit, up Corktown, shit like that. We used to buy drug, buy fucking weed. <laughs> uh, not even drugs, just weed from, like, one of the guys in, like, one of the hood buildings. Yeah. It was wild, dude late night learning how to mix i didn't even really know how to mix that well like i ended up uh like this was still at the time where the yoga that i teach uh the hot yoga that i teach was only offered in a 90 minute format oh so strict and i remember i was teaching at at the most i think per week i was teaching 16 classes (laughs) a week and that was with one day of no classes and then one day of three or four classes you're wild and and they were all 90 minutes and uh i i got some like pretty bad adrenal fatigue in that first year i remember that yeah that was intense was it from being in the hot room or was it just from working too much as a whole probably both but like yeah, being in the hot room, I don't think it's, I think being in the heat, people do it all the time <laughs> for hours on end. Yeah. So I don't think four and a half hours or six hours in a hot room is, is bad. I just think that you need to prepare for it and you need to like be honest with your own recovery. And I just don't, I don't think I knew what my... How are Mexican people able to do it? 
because sometimes in Mexico it's just like as hot and as moist as. Dude, I think they're just giving themselves some water when they need it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Why are Mexican people so beautiful? Um. <laughs> I. We- we are watching Los Espugues. Oh, dude. That's such a good show. If you have Crave, please go watch Los Espugues because it is so much fun. It's six episodes, I think, is the first season. I'm pretty sure that was the season finale that we watched. We watched it in two days <coughs> because it was the best. Fred Armisen. That's our guy. And the show's bilingual, which is so fun yes. and interesting. So you're able to like almost learn some Spanish kind of by like watching the show. Yeah. And Yo. subtitles just like make you present. I love it. I wasn't like on my phone or anything. Like I wanted to watch what was going to happen. I know. What the fuck is with that, hey? What the fuck <laughs> is with scrolling on the sideline treating this show this miracle of a piece of if you don't like the thing you're watching just turn it off yeah you know or you what is with us sitting on screens in front of screens that is a fucking mental illness like that's insane that that happens that we do that so if you're doing that you need to not do that but this show helps if you do do that and you're like well how am i gonna not do 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 that? that go watch los espookies los espookies ev okay so listen I got these sweet, rapid round questions for you. Oh my goodness. That I can't believe elude to Toronto, which was bizarre foreshadowing and I had no intention. I just realized that I have the questions outside of T.O. and inside T.O. about their options. That was wild. Uh, Love. Very synchronized. But you got to answer real quick with like the first thing that comes to your mind is one of those. All right. I know. Are they like long? Like, do I have? Is it gonna be? I don't know. It's up to you. These are the quick thing. Wind gets very uncomfortable. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, I just sometimes can't find my head. Can feel the word it's before okay. I can hear we'll what let it the come word out. is. Just breathe. Just breathe. But answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Like, just go. You gotta go. Boom. Okay. As soon as I ask a question, boom. Okay. Okay. We'll see how how good I am at this. Okay. You ready? Uh huh. Wrap it round. Ask the question slowly, please. Is there a rabbit round? Because I'd like to cuddle during rabbit round. Hey, here's my hand. Wrap it round yours. Is this part of the question? Am I wrapping round circles around the rest of them? Okay, ready? Yeah. Favorite place to hotbox? Go. Bathroom. What makes you most uncomfortable about cannabis? St- stigma. What fills your heart with the most joy about cannabis? Um, perception. How so? Elaborate on that. Um, I feel that sometimes cannabis ha- uh, offers me a different perspective that in my sober mind I would not have been able to get to as fast or at all. Beautiful, well said. Best strain you've ever smoked outside of Toronto? Oh, fuck. Um, uh, we, we did a blue cheese in Los Angeles that was very memorable. Oh, nice. With that, with that unique human yes, being. Yes, yeah. I can't remember their name. They're, I believe they're transgendered. <laughs> yes. Super unique person. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, shout out them. I remember that. We yeah. hotboxed the bathroom there. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, okay, best train you've ever smoked outside of T.O.? 
No, that was outside of T.O. Oh, sorry. Best strain you've ever smoked inside of T.O. Dude, that strawberry banana that we've <sighs> never found again. Chiquita banana. Or no, strawberry banana. Strawberry banana. Oh. The stuff that you you and Illy tried one time, and Illy was like, damn, that's good. And then and I gave, gave her, her some. some. Yeah. And she was like, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. If I knew how rare that weed was, I, I don't know. Well, we actually got it again, but it wasn't It wasn't, the same. It wasn't <laughs> on the premium menu. So mm. you only buy the good strains you like on yeah. the premium menu or else you're going to break your heart. Um, okay, fuck. I fucked these up. <laughs> I got one last one because I ranted. You're supposed to do rapid depression. The last question is, why do you think we work so well together? Because we're total opposites. <laughs> Yo, word. That was my goal. I need just for you to tell tell like the impulse truth, but you yeah. were already on it. That's yeah. so true. I feel that as well. <laughs> we are so opposite from one another, but we understand each other's hearts. Yeah. And I think that we appreciate what the other's trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Because I see the intention... I see the intention on humans to, like, want to fall in love, you know? Just like I see the intentions for people to, like, want to get money. It's, like, one of the common things, like an Abraham or whatever. But I don't see a lot of the, like, want to figure it out or want to compromise or, like, want to listen or lots of the fundamentals that it takes to, like, get to said thing. Yeah. And I wonder if it's like perceived as a different thing because I, I think the same, it's opposite. And I think like that wouldn't be a common hunch. If I was looking for love, I wouldn't necessarily be, I'm going to find someone who's complete, who's almost embarrassed to be with me. <laughs> like borderline has to go through an identity crisis start smoking weed, <laughs> run a weed shop, like literally has to like completely change to like exist. I'm totally kidding. I'm just, those, all those things are flukes on your own terms. I'm just saying like you would never design that ahead of time, which is very cool and unique. I guess something that's always that. um, really truly connected us that we just get amped on is um, performing. Mm-hmm. Like, in in all capacities, you on stage, myself on stage. I love stage acting. And you're really good at it. Thank you. When he's consistently done plays. Yeah. Well, I yeah. haven't since I've been here. When well, because, you know, you've been acting in film since you've been here. Yeah. But when you weren't in Vancouver, like, you've been on it. It's not like... Yeah, I love theater. It's not like you were, like, someone who's like, I want to get into acting, and you just kind of, like, wait... <laughs> You're like, well, no, I'm an actor, so I should well, try I just, and I audition for something. F- like that's why I also started stand up, and I think, I think I could probably go back to stand up now with so much less fucks, because I. You never leave stand up. Yeah, no. You always for sure. know you can do it. Yeah. So then it's exactly you just give less fucks each yeah. time you go, so you get better coincidentally. Yeah. But I just, yeah, all forms of performing, like, if I. 
if I wanted to prioritize my time, like singing is, I love singing, but like my voice needs a lot of work put into it. Like I, I knew I had to decide. I was like, am I willing to put in that work? And turns out singing is more of a hobby for me. But yep. Like, would I love to like sing in a show or something? Absolutely. Like performing like is cast. so exhilarating and fun and like just feels at home. It feels so home to me. It's crazy. I, I, so, so we that's had something this that we ground. always connected on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that one. That's for sure. Yeah. But now we're just like enjoying why do, a good time. Why do you think why do you think that you wanna perform so much? Well like because there's there, there's one type of thing to be like, hey, this is this is cool, but there's a whole other thing to be like, I'm gonna get so skilled at this that I'm gonna like do it professionally Mm. like that's cool that obsession saves your life Mm. man that's what I realize every time if I ever find myself slipping down like a depressive path way of thought I immediately Mm. P.S. I feel like a dick for saying this publicly but like I'm not gonna go into details but I just wanna say if you ever need to pull yourself out of a slump Take some fucking cash, whatever you can afford to give away, and go give it away to someone. Like, it will make your day. <laughs> it will make their day, but it will make your day. So that's a hack. But So that's a new one I just found. Because I've only recently felt like I could do that. But, like, really, oh, man, you want to spend five bucks on yourself? Hand it to someone who doesn't expect it, who needs it. That's a rush. That's a good vibe. Anyway, um... Uh, when I was going down to press of thoughts, I was just like, well, fuck everything. What if you commit suicide before the next time you have to do your taxes? Like, fuck it, you know? Fuck everything. And get in that mind state where it's super extreme and not safe, but like, just say, like, stop worrying about life for a minute. And then it's like, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you want to spend this last whatever time doing? And it's just like, well, rap. Like, I just want to make this thing. So it's like, once you come back from that experience, it's like a mini life or death situation. Literally, you put yourself in. It's like, that's the thing you should be doing. Whatever thing that you just want to do while you wait to go. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you should do that. Because that's saving your life. Because that means you're spending time. That's mean you're still here. That means you give yourself another chance. That means you flow right back into source energy while you're still two feet on the ground. <laughs> and I also just want to add, um, just because of like the extremity of, of that, yeah. I want to add, like, if you are asking yourself that question um, and like you can't, nothing comes up for you that's like that, like that's so intense, that's also cool. Like that's totally fine. I, I, you know, we don't always have something that we're like, I need to do this, otherwise I might as well not even be here. Like that's not. Oh yeah, no, that's not yeah, mess- like that's not for everyone. So I just don't want anyone to feel lost if they don't have like that driving thing for any, anything currently. Like I've had, I've not had it for acting at times in my life. One being pretty recently, like in 2019 sort of the last quarter of that year I was really like I don't really know if this is I was I was going through like I wasn't sure why I was acting I thought maybe I had started acting because of the wrong reasons and 
Yeah, and where thank you so much through, for saying that. That's so true. Yeah, I was going through a thing where I was just like, I don't know if I, I love it anymore. And and it was a period for me to just let it go or anything and nothing and everything and and completely let it go so yeah that was just a sidebar of like if you don't feel yeah. that there's nothing wrong with you but but also <laughs> i mean aside good call about the burning desire i totally agree like if something doesn't shout at you every day it's like it's all good you have it you're just letting it come to the surface or yeah. like you know you'll you'll form it it's all good be patient with yourself i just mean like literally the thing that comes naturally if like you didn't have to do anything else for any other reason there's an optimistic way to get here yeah <laughs> it's the million dollar questions that they asked in school yeah. but it's like the thing is, is sometimes like if you feel like giving up in whatever capacity it's just like well, yeah, like, fuck it, man. All the shit that makes you struggle and want to give up, like, all that shit ends up not mattering anyway. Like, for the most part, you know? Like, 90% of worries just never happen. And then 5% of that 10 you can control. And the other 5 you can't control. So you might as well not give up any mental rams circulating this fucking thing that's only tormenting and bringing actual sickness to your body. Like, fuck all that shit I'm saying. You know, and just like let it go, <laughs> and then mic drop. Whatever, That's a nice little rant. Whatever you want to do when you're in your room by yourself, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So Maybe that's... you're a professional masturbator. That's a lot of people <laughs> want to do that when you sit in a room by yourself. I would not want to be a professional masturbator at all. I've considered it. Someone called today. Someone called the shop. Today. What talk about masturbation? They called the weed shop. Well, they were asking for a cultivars that could potentially be aphrodisiacs because there are a few out there that was that this could a male like or that. a female customer? Male. Classic. Um, but honestly, it wasn't like that. Like they were calling to get information. It wasn't like I'm gonna like be. So how do they say questions. it? They had a French accent, of course. <laughs> no. How do you make the aphrodisiac no. on the cannabis? And then there was someone else in the room that they were also ta- speaking to. That was <laughs> their mom. Like... <laughs> obviously, they were shopping for their mom. Yeah, but anyways, they. But we have this. Uh, this intimacy oil oh, at yeah. work. So I was like, oh, I might as well just tell them about this just in case. But it really, it, the conversation went lots, so many directions. It was just an interesting. <laughs> Please share. Like, you can't stop there. Like, where did it go? It was just did like. Did they ask if you could do like, anal so with How it? do you use it? Yeah. And I was like, oh, like. Uh, it comes with instructions, and he's like, "Well, I'm on the website right now, and it doesn't have any instructions. Do you put it on your penis?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yep. It can be used for self pleasure and for couples pleasure, and and uh, you you put it on your privates." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It was awesome. I got off the phone, and my coworker was like, "You were definitely the right person to answer that phone call." <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> Well, I feel like you had dirty talk today. I didn't. No, I had educational talk. And, and that's something that, like, I think cannabis topicals, I'm very interested in where that goes, like where that market goes. Yeah. And I'm like, how people are, how are people, like, who, 
you know, people that just buy weed, like just buy flour, like how are they going to know about all of these other cool ways to like use Jerk cannabis? Jerk it, beep it, bop it. <laughs> Remember the beep it, bop it? Yeah. Bop it. Boop it. Twist it. Twist it. <laughs> yeah. Pull it. <laughs> Flip it. Fuck Touch I, it. I like that thing. And then it got faster and faster. Fuck it. And then it got faster and faster. <laughs> and then I was beeping it and twisting it and bopping it and flipping it and stroking it and pulling it and deeping it and diving it and dumping it and flipping oh, it and cool. dipping it and dripping it. I'm about to roll yeah, this next was, joint. Uh... Oh, I'm, I'm rolling up some blue fin tuna. Oh. And what did we just have? Vanilla frosting animal cookies. Whoa. So vanilla cookies, essentially. To all my state friends. State friends. Friends in the states. First of all, holy shit. What a week. Oh, man. Yeah, let's get back to that. Congratulations to Vice President, Madame Vice President, Kamala Harris. You're so hot. We need to see some beautiful women in charge. That inauguration was lovely. I was at work. Congratulations, my my American friends. I I hope that this offers you a little bit of relief. Oh my god! Uh, And and just on the mere thing of who's representing, take a break. You know, know? for a second, like this is a win that you should be. You deserve this. You made it. You made it. You fucking made it, guys. You made it. Congrats. I was thinking about. I was thinking about if we had any like Trump supporter listeners and I was like, <laughs> trust me, no. we don't, we don't. <laughs> I was like, well, no, because if they smoke weed, they're not so, like, they're, they're, they're too aware. <laughs> Unless for like extreme conservative reasons, if there were some favorable business tactics, like I would expect a high intellect to be able to connect with parts of the show, but ultimately they would understand our critique of that brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to full, to close the circle yeah. that we are very firm. Not, but I will say, um, fucking Donald Trump you know how my I have that weird theory that he's actually an evil genius where it's very distasteful but it was his harsh business approach and he's not actually the monster he's not actually racist he did use the people as pawns just like he said on the TV show he said I'm going to go Republican because they're the stupidest and they'll be the easiest to fool he didn't tell us what trigger button he was going to use to manipulate them with. It was the crux of racism and one side of thinking. And I'm not saying this is true by any means. I'm just saying imagine like Simpsons level creativity. Hmm. Simpsons. They, they called anything else out? Here's one thing that supports that narrative. Before he left, I don't know if you know this, if you keep up with hip hop tabloids. He pardoned Little Wayne. And Kodak Black. So there was there was another uh, rapper Kodak Black who's been like in and out of the system since a young man, and he got rich and just got scooped right back up, right into it. And uh, Lil Wayne just he and Lil Wayne pleaded guilty for having like his his his, his gun, and uh, that was that was possibly gonna land him five, like no celebrity exemption. Like this is like a thing, and he's probably you know has priors. So. Uh, Trump fucking just uh, no you're out just pardon just straight up fucking G'd 
as far well, as he needs to make some friends he needs to make some recollection of, of like some like and Lil Wayne specifically says that he doesn't believe in racism because a white cop saved his life when Lil Wayne was a young a young boy he found a handgun in the house and shot himself in the chest yeah when he was young he's like so there was a on uh, there was a loaded gun in the house He's yeah. so little already. Yeah, he and then he shot himself close to the heart and everything. And then a white cop actually saved his life. So in the interview, he's like, I don't believe in racism. It's because he didn't experience it. <laughs> no, he did. He most certainly did. He came from, from a place where it was very rampant. But I think he's a he's a smart dreamer forward, so he's not the type to... To live in that reality, but it's a very intense thing. I'm just saying, it's a very, very unique thing to do for someone who hates black people, apparently, to free a cultural icon who's going to continue to lead black kids and white kids together. Like, I'm just saying, that was a fucking gene. If that was a, if that was, if point five percent redemption, an attempt at redemption, it was a good point five percent to to start moving. I don't know if he'll ever undo himself was a- when he has a disgusting face. I'm saying, y- y- here's a- also the thing, Lil Wayne doesn't mean as much to you as he does to me. It me- We got mm. back a king to our culture. Okay, that's great, and I'm happy I'm for just want to say I do appreciate me, it. Like, I fucking don't fuck with Trump. Conspiracy but- up the wall, because I know, I'm just all saying. that was is Trump, it was the most hated man potentially in the world at that point, and what he is, is smart, and he's like, yeah. I better get some fucking friends. Who could I help that could potentially owe me a favor on the outside? For sure. Because if I was Ruthless Trump right now, man, for I, sure. would be, I would scared. be a little scared yeah, for my is. life. Oh, he's gotten the fuck out of the country. Yeah, yeah. F- fucking f- right. Yeah. So regard that all that bullshit aside, I am here to can celebrate. You, can you not bang? Sorry. Thanks I'm so sorry, much. Sorry, everybody. I'm just like hyped and, up. And like you've been doing it the whole time and just like chill. Okay. I didn't know I was doing it so much. Um, but, but I don't want to talk about that person. Okay. I I'm want- just saying that was pretty G of a move. That's fine. That's all I want to say. And I'm not a fucking... Trust me. Trust me. I do not fuck with that. This conversation now is stopping on this person and starting again on... Bluefin tuna. Congratulations. Kamala Harris. And... Joe Biden. Joe Biden. I thought Joe did a lovely job at his speech. And I was... uh, I think Joe... loved what... I think Joe's comeback has been solid. Yeah, yeah, he's so... I'm just really... I think that in order to be in politics, you gotta be a a business person. You gotta be able to lead a brand. You gotta be able to make strategic moves and create relationships and partnerships that work for you in the times. And hopefully some good is done out of it. Yeah. I'm very excited for the Americans. I feel like we shouldn't even be talking about this. On, um, Just congrats, guys. Love you guys. Yeah, I just wanna... It's truly a fucking great country, though. It's a great country. I love US of A. Yeah. Yeah, there's For a vibe. Sure. There's a beautiful vibe. We believe in uh, global citizens eventually. That's where the world's... Like, all of this border oh stuff is... It, it's got to go at some point. I'm not saying that's going to be in our lifetimes, but, like, we're moving towards, like... An hour lifetime? In- <laughs> like an ant? How long do ants live? 
I think it's Depend- more than an hour. Depends which parent. I don't get it. Oh, aunt, auntie. Yeah, I got Depends bars for days. Which parent? Yeah, I just waterfall cascade word concepts. Anyway, I'm not sure if I fully like grasped that concept. It but... was bars. Yo, but I do want to hear something. Yes, please. Okay, should I go first? Yeah, go. It's time for it's time for a fun fact. Fact. Fun fact. I like you very much. Okay. Here, hit this bluefin tuna first. Eleven? Yeah. Do you know how in one of our <coughs> most recent episodes I went on a bit of a sloth rabbit hole? A sloth hole? Well, now I've gone on to a platypus. Oh, they look similar. Even. Rabbit hole. A plata okay. A plata hole. These creatures are crazy are they part dinosaur are they dinosaur ducks platypus seems like dinosaur ducks well they used to be giant just like a sloth so maybe that's what i know here we go platypus bills give them a sixth sense what a platypus's bill has thousands of cells that give it a sort of sixth sense allowing them to detect the electric fields generated by all living things. Of course. It's so sensitive that the platypus can hunt with its eyes, ears, and nose all closed, relying entirely on the bill's electrolocation. So you you have the ability to do this. It's your third eye. It's like wherever you place your, your crown chakra awareness, you can... You do it all the time. You know you sense danger by when someone walks. You're not just calculating those things on the surface. You're reading a vibration. So that's amazing. Platypus is like an evolved way to do that. If you look them up, Let's they are see a platypus. fascinating. Oh, y'all love that meme, hey? We love that y'all love that meme so much. And they're also um, one of the only uh, species... Out of like five or something that are both reptile and mammal. It's are you a mammal that sick? lays eggs. So platypus is some weird break in the matrix chain about evolution. You know, like there's there's some gems in there. So it swims <clears throat> and it looks like a Ralph. <laughs> Look up a platypus right now, this everyone. Is cute. Please. Scientists thought the first known platypus was a hoax. Yeah, because it looks like a fucking dinosaur bird. <laughs> and it doesn't um, live in water, and its its webbing retracts on what? land so it can just use its claws. And the males hold venom in parts of their body. One of the only mammals that hold venom. venom and It looks like a bird stuck its face into a, f- a flipper it looks it looks like a bird stuck its mouth in t- it's like a bird trying to get a treat from inside of a fin flipper it's a strange it little looks, beast it looks like a second stage pokemon i love 
I love a platypus. And for those of you that don't know Pokemon, it usually is evolution from one, two, to three. And if you're super special, you can do other things or get the four. But usually it's one, two, three. And the middle one always has like a little bit of teenager syndrome where it's like a little bit gangly. <laughs> they look like little what? little bear ducks. <laughs> they look like Or squirrel ducks. Bear, like, yeah, like little bear. gopher ducks. <laughs> like they're gophers. What are you? They're gophers and ducks mixed in one. <laughs> are you a Kazi? That's my fun fact, Eleven. Wow, that was dope. Thank you so much for sharing that beautifulness. We'll have to find a platypus meme. Like we did the sloth. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to read a passage from Power of Awareness. <clears throat> oh, okay. Is that okay? sure it's just this really cool book that i've been reading by neville goddard yeah power of awareness okay <clears throat> it starts with uh like a i guess a bible passage john 8 2 4 for if ye believe not that i am he ye shall die in your sins <laughs> now what that means is if you do not believe that you are he, the person you want to be, then you remain as you are. Through the faithful, systematic cultivation of the feeling of the wish fulfilled, desire becomes the promise of its own fulfillment. The assumption of the feeling of the wish fulfilled makes the future dream a present fact. <sighs> that stuff just blows my mind. I just love that. I live for that. Like, through the faithful, systematic cultivation of the feeling of the wish fulfilled, desire becomes the promise of its own fulfillment. Desire becomes the promise of its own fulfillment. Oh my god. The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. Mm, thank you for that. Just a something, just a something, but I'll still give you this, you know? blessing us ace are you being part of our podcast ace guys i'm gonna light this joint real close to the mic so you can hear me pull and we can smoke a little bit of weed together real quick before we go but i just want to let you know that's great hanging out i really love when you guys share your favorite parts that's so fun for us to know what's resonating. So keep doing that. Yeah. Keep keep screen recording and tagging us on your story. Yes, and we still have a couple weeks left of our 
New Year's giveaway. $100 to Be Hot Yoga Toronto. Share with your friends. I, I love that we've gotten to give it to like the best people ever. But we actually don't have very many people um, like like entering it. So you have a good chance to get this money. Share it. Keep, keep, get it. keep going and get this money, homies. Go do yoga. <coughs> and bless you. And congratulations <coughs> and, uh, to our American friends and... And to the world, I think also. Congratulations, actually. America, congrats on your hot new mom. (laughs) I'd like to watch you walk in the room. Love you. Love you guys. Be well. And uh, right after this segment, we're going to tell you who won. Yeah. (coughs) Week three. Week three. Who's it going to be? Who's it gonna be? Week three, week three. Kamala. Joe Biden. In the house. Guys, we're doing this live. We're doing the draw right in the podcast. Here we go. Okay. This is for our week. How many people we got? We have six this week. Thank you. Six people. Week three. Let's get it. Click to spin. Click to spin. Here we go. Here we go. $100 to Be Hot Yoga Toronto. Click it. Click it. And the winner is... Mike Mike Dunn. Getting it done. Isn't it beautiful that we that we actually we, we know Mike because of this yoga studio? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so uh, so Mike, shout out Mike! Congratulations! congratulations. Um, make sure to uh, DM us for your gift card when you listen to this episode. Congrats! Congrats! Discipline, 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 discipline,